Welcome to another episode of the Kinky Peach Podcast. I am your host, Pepper Rose, and today is the Q&A Part 1. You guys really delivered on this one. I asked a question a couple weeks ago to ask me a question, and you sure did. (laughs) So thank you so much. This episode was so much fun to do. I record it from my bed. It's intimate. And the best part, it's all about you. So without further ado, let's just get into it. It's the Q&A part one. Short, sweet, with a bit of heat. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Kinky Peach Podcast. A couple of weeks ago, I put a question out there on my Instagram page asking, would you be interested in asking me some questions? I, I thought it'd be kind of fun to do a Q&A on one of my episodes. So here we are. I'm going to do a little Q&A. This episode is going to be short and sweet with a bit of heat, if I can remember correctly, because I wrote these questions down. I put them away. And now I'm revisiting them and it's going to be cold turkey. So I have no time to prepare. And I kind of wanted to do it like that off the cuff. I think it's more fun that way and much more authentic and genuine. So I have my little notes here. Now I'm just going to go right down the line and uh, I keep everything anonymous So I'm not going to mention anyone's names or anything like that. So please don't fear. (laughs) And I'm just going to go down the line with the first question I was asked all the way to the last question I was asked. Here we go. First question is just exploring poly. I think that that's something that is per couple, obviously, A lot of people, the majority, may not be into something like that. Um, I think that also it's it's something that you would really have to discuss with your partner. If you if you already know that you are into poly, and I feel like you might have to seek out someone, kind of before before that, um, knowing. Almost like an uh, like the inner circle of the polys or something. There's got to be something like that. Uh, I would not hesitate to throw that out there pretty much immediately if this is something that you're really into and really passionate about. And I think it's only right and only fair to the person that you're either dating or exploring at the time to kind of put that out there you could be going out with someone that you're really really into and you know you want to be polyamorous at some point and this person is just uh into you and they they would not be into that at all so that could cause obviously a lot of issues down the line I don't know if this question was, have I explored poly or exploring poly in general? So I'm just going to give the advice on that. Here's, here's the other thing. And these are just, I'm just going off the cuff of, (laughs) 
here just because we're just intimate right now. I, I am literally laying in bed, ladies and gentlemen, recording this show again. And I love it when I can do these intimate one-on-one shows with you guys. I love a guest, believe me, but there's something about me just speaking to you that really excites me. So I would say that in my own opinion, I don't think that we're meant to be monogamous creatures. And I think that having ideas of poly is not unnatural. I don't think it's something that should be looked on, especially if your partner agrees and is into it as well as a negative thing. Uh, As we all know, we don't kink shame on this podcast. And I think, obviously, just like any other subject, communication is key. But I truly don't. And the more, the older I've gotten, the more experience I have, I really don't think that we're meant to be monogamous one-on-one, 100%. I have a very hard time with... Uh, the whole, and I think you guys have already sort of noticed that during posts and things like that, the marriage thing. I think it's beautiful to have a spiritual marriage, but an actual legal marriage, (laughs) it just doesn't make sense to me anymore. It did make sense to me at one point, but it doesn't make sense to me anymore to do something like that. And I just feel like it can really put a lot of stress and strain on a relationship for no reason. I feel as though it's more romantic and heartfelt to choose to be with a life partner than signing a paper and making it like a legal document. That's just my personal feelings. And that's, I'll always stand by that. So anyway, did that have anything to do with exploring Polly? I don't know. (laughs) There's my tangent on that anyway. Okay. Other question. Do girls secretively want anal? (laughs) Um, no, I can't speak for all girls here. Unfortunately, I wish I could tap into every woman. This uh, anal sex, I will say no. I do not believe personally that girls secretively want anal. Anal play, yes. But anal sex, ah, that. It is not, for me, okay, a pleasant experience. It just is not. But that's, again, this is me. This is my body. This is this chick right here. Anal sex, not so amazing. Anal play, different story, if you catch what I'm saying. Okay, I hope that answers that question. Do, okay, question number three. Do dad bods really turn women on? I think it's a confidence thing with dad bods. 
I have absolutely no issue with the dad bod. There comes a point in a woman's life when confidence is more sexy, I think, than, uh, you know, like a six pack or whatever, um, flat, you know, stomach, six pack, the whole nine yards, um, personally. And I personally appreciate a dad bod. Yes. I don't discriminate on the bodies. I have to say, I'm very open to that. So a dad bod, skinny bods, muscular bods, I'm, I'm into it all. If you're a fucking good person and you're funny and you're confident and you have like passions in life, I don't care what your body looks like. Uh, I mean, you know, there gets to a point when there's unhealthy and I don't agree with that. I don't agree with actually letting your body go to the point where you're like obese, okay? Because then it's just, I think that, that that goes down a totally different situation here. And that's just unhealthy in general. So I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about dad bods. I'm talking about muscular bods and skinny bods. I'm into it all. If you're cool and like have those traits, like I said, I'm into it. So, yeah, I think that girls really are into dad bods. I like a little meat on the bones. So, anyway. All right. When did you have the confidence? Oh, okay. This is going to be a good one. When did you have the confidence to be, in quotes, out there? Has it changed you? I got the confidence to be out there. So, I'm assuming you mean on Instagram. Um I'm not quite sure. I wish you were a little bit more specific, but that's okay. We can do this again down the road. More Q&A episodes. But, uh, I, you know, I started my page. I've, I've talked about this before in 2020. It was just a fun page. A lot was art focused. I did a lot of play on Renaissance paintings and things like that through my photography. I take my own pictures and I, it transitioned from fun, goofy to a modeling page pretty much overnight. And I didn't intentionally ever want to be out there. It's really funny. It was just a different style. It was just a different thing I was going to do for my friends and it turned into something completely I never expected in a million years. It's amazing how life just changes and the most unexpected things truly do happen. It's pretty cool. So I'm very grateful for it. Has it changed you? It's changed me um, in the fact that I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. I mean, now really as a person maybe more confidence with my looks, maybe more confidence in my, you know, I don't really take, I mean, I, I take all of my own pictures and, but with my art, I don't know, like some people yell at me on the, on my page because I used to have artists in the bio because I am an artist. 
I don't really showcase that at all on this page because people don't really want to see your art. They just want to see you. So it's interesting. And I've had a couple of people yelling at me, telling me that I'm, a, I'm not an artist and look up real artists and blah, blah, blah. And so I removed artist from my bio because I didn't want to, I didn't want the negativity anymore. I just thought it was really lame. I think you can consider pretty much anything art. I think you can consider body modeling art. I think you can consider photography art. For me, I take my pictures seriously. And if I don't like the lighting or whatever I'm putting out there, I, I will not do it. I won't put it out there just to put out there. And that's really important to me. So, okay. Daily life. This is a tough one for me because as much as I want to share everything with you guys, I can't, I don't want to share everything. You know what I mean? Um, I am actually a very private person. <laughs> I know. I'll, go ahead. Laugh at me. Laugh at me right now. I keep my personal life as private as I possibly can. And I like to explore the uh, me, just the me side out there in the open. It's a double-edged sword, if you will. But running through my daily life, I mean, it's different every day. It changes. Am I 100% comfortable talking about my daily life, like like my true personal life? Not 100% yet, but I have a good feeling that's going to be coming down the pike soon. Okay, your dogs. Oh, sure. What do you want to know about my dogs? So I have two German Shepherds. They are both two years old. Uh, The first one I got was Rocco, and I got him when he was, I think he was eight or ten weeks old. I don't remember. And then a few months later... I got Luna, and Luna was about, yeah, she was about, I think she was about four months old uh, when I got her, and she was trouble. So Rocco, <laughs> oh, I always say he's the goodest, baddest boy, because it's true. He is so good, and he's so bad. He is the ultimate brat. He is a bratty, brat, brat, brat. So... He's a big lug, so lovable. He just wants me to hold him, and he's bigger than me. And he wants scratches and attention and hugs and kisses. And he is a mama's boy to the nines. He's 105 pounds. His head is ginormous, okay? (laughs) And he's a brat. Uh, because he just wants what he wants when he wants it. And he's, he's the barker. Um, but I don't necessarily know if he is actually the guard dog, the ultimate guard dog. He will definitely, I did have someone walk into the house once that he didn't, uh, expect. And this dog ran at this person and the person just ran out the house. Um, but I don't know if Rocco would have necessarily have harmed the person, but he will scare the living shite out of you. I can tell you that much. That bark is intense. 
but he's a lover. Luna, on the other hand, <laughs> oh my gosh, talk about a complicated lady. Luna is two now as well. Rocco's birthday is in February. He's a little bit older. Luna's birthday is in June. And uh, so Luna came from a very abusive background. I don't know if it was necessarily all physical abuse, like actual hitting her all the time, but I think it was a lot of neglect and a lot of yelling. So when I first met her, um, it was actually Rocco's dog sitter that who's a very dear friend of mine who said, listen, uh, there's, there's this other, there's this black German shepherd. She's awesome. She needs a home. Rocco doesn't know how to be a dog. <laughs> it was literally a joke. Rocco didn't know how to be a dog. He didn't know how to, I don't know. He just thought he was a human and it was very hard. And the attachment to me was actually insane. Um, so <laughs> I actually, poor Luna, <laughs> I got her for Rocco. Okay. I, I know that sounds sick, but I, I actually got Luna for Rocco's sake. And it has worked out very well. She is a challenge. They're both challenging as, as, as fuck guys. Like they're, they are so challenging, but they're amazing at the same time. So Luna was scrappy, miserable, sketchy, um, skinny, she was nappy. She was not well taken care of, neglected. And when I met her, she was just like bitchy. And I was like, I don't, I don't think so. I, I honestly don't think this is going to be okay because Rocco is so lovable. I don't think this is, this dog's going to be a good match. And the people were not, not her original people because she was actually taken away from that home. But the original breeders of her took her back and was looking. They were looking for a new uh, person for her. And they, they were friends with my dog sitter. Anyway, it's a little convoluted there. But I hope you catch my drift on that one. So anyway, finally, after hemming and hawing and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> some, a couple of restless nights, I decided I would give Luna a shot. And I hate doing that. And I hate saying that. But we did a trial. And I decided to keep her. And I'm really glad I did. She's, it took a long time to get her to understand love and how to receive it without being trepidatious and nervous all the time. That was a really big thing. And she definitely has gotten there. But now Luna is aggressively affectionate. So she cannot control herself. If I sit down in the chair and she wants loving, lots of loving. So I try not to make too much fuss over it because she will attack me with love, but it hurts. So she's got those dew claws and her nails are so much sharper than Rocco's. And we try to, you know, I, I try to, to, to keep them down as much as I can, but she's a tough cookie when it comes to her nails. Anyway, so too much love, 
too much affection. She just goes right at you, right at your face, crying. It's, it's really insane. I really should videotape it sometime. But she is a love monster. But she has a very dark side to her. And I don't know if you guys believe I love paranormal things and I love uh, cryptid things. But I feel like Luna is a shapeshifter. <laughs> I really, truly feel like Luna shapeshifts from being the dog to something else. <laughs> because I will be in the kitchen and I will think a person walked in and it's always Luna. It's just Luna. And I always feel like it's a person. Now Rocco will walk in and it feels like Rocco. It's just Rocco. Like that's him. She has walked in around me in a room and I think a person has walked in. The The energy is different. It's heavier. It's bigger. It's dark. It's interesting. But she has such a complex way about her. I also think she's feral. I think that she's part coyote and I am going to have her tested because she just has some traits that are very um, uh, coyote-like too in her. So I do believe she might be a koi dog. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure, but I am going to do that test soon. So I will let you know. I could go on and on about my dogs, guys. So I could just do a whole episode on them. I had my other two dogs, Oliver and Ray. They passed away one a year consecutively. And they were such great losses because I had them for years. I had Oliver for 14 years. He was my first one. And Ray, I found in a garbage can. And they thought he was about four when I found him. And I had him for about, I would say, 12 years. So, yeah, you know, that loss is, is that sticks with you. It really does. And I think about them all the time, all the time. And I know they're around me. I can feel them around me. And it's just, they're so great. And I love them. And I really still consider them like they're here and part of my family. Even though it was such a physical great loss, I have never experienced, I mean, I've lost a lot of important people in my life, but I've never experienced grief when I have lost my animals. There's nothing like it. I'm going to start crying. So we're going to move on. Ah, Okay, here we go. We're going to move on (laughs) to the next question. Kinky is kink. I mean, I'm going to save that one for an episode because this, this I'll just start tangenting on every question here. Married or not married? This is a question I get all the time, guys. This is a question I get all the time. So here's something and I'm going to I'm going to share it with y'all. And I have not shared this yet with you guys. I am not married, which I have shared with you, but I was married. And that did not work out. It did not work out because we were just two different people. I was a lot younger at the time. And some people evolve, some people don't evolve. And getting into the marriage aspect, I mean, whatever you want me to say, yeah, he was, he's a fucking asshole. Okay, anyway, let's move on. Okay, and this is hilarious. Here's the next question. I love how this goes from like serious to not serious. Hair jobs. 
Something I'm newly familiar with, by the way. On my OnlyFans, I have a few people on there that are strict, strictly there because of my hair and all of that jazz to enjoy my hair. Um, a hair job is something I am not familiar with necessarily, although I do know what it is now. I do know what it is. And that is quite kinky. Yeah. I'm not going to kink shame you on that one at all. But have I done it? No. But I have people, like I said, that enjoy just say I'm have my I wear my hair up in a messy bun and then I let it down. That turns people on. If I uh I don't know, like if I have bangs at the time and hair falls in front of my eyes and that's another thing. It turns people there's actual hair fetish out there. It's really interesting. I was with somebody one time that wanted me are you ready for this one? Not to shave my armpits. He thought it was so hot for me to have hairy armpits. And you know what? You're in a relationship. You try it. And then I was like, no, fuck it. Like, this is not, okay, this is cute for like a half a minute, but no, it's, this is so not me. I mean, I, again, do what you want, but for me, it was not my jam at all. Like I am a soulful. I have a, a hippie chick side of me, but goddamn, I am so feminine. I felt like a beast. Okay. That is not my style. (laughs) Okay. Next question. Uh, oh, most outrageous, most outrageous sexual fantasy. Hmm. Okay. Most outrageous sexual fantasy. Well, uh, the first thing that comes to the mind, look up The Cursed Woman by Francois Octave Tesserat, and you will have a visual of my biggest sexual fantasy, if you know what I mean. Getting into art is really exciting for me. It's so funny how we have like smutty fan art now, and but now I hear I'm like, oh, go to this oil on canvas by this kinky French 19th century painter, Tessera. <laughs> I don't know. This is, what, this is what you're going to experience here, guys. I'm fucking weird, all right? It, it, to, to know me is to love me. Okay? I don't know if that makes sense. Here we go. Next question. La, la, la. Uh, do you like antiquing? I mean, how cute is this? I, I appreciate this so much. We go from your most outrageous sexual fantasy to do you like antiquing? Do you see how there was no rhyme or reason for me? I literally went down the list and wrote these down, put them away. Like I said, it's raw. Okay. I love antiquing. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love thrift shopping. I love antiquing. I love the whole nine yards. I There's so much soul in... Um, older things and antiques that just you just don't have it anymore with the new stuff I'm not really attracted to the new things although I'm very big on if I'm antiquing and I bring it home I'm I sage the shit out of it in my garage so it gets rid of any negative 
stuff. I use Palo Santo though, because it keeps the good vibes and gets rid of the shit vibes. So try to do that. There's some witchy tips for you guys. If you need any more, message me. <laughs> um, so yeah, I absolutely love antiquing. It's my jam, 100%. Okay, next question. What do you consider a perfect day? Oh, these are tough. That's a, this is a tough question for me. I would say right off the cuff, a perfect day would be waking up without impending doom. <laughs> then I know something great. Like I know I'm setting myself up in a right way. Did you ever just wake up so Mm, like a smile on my face and it happens a lot it does happen enough it happens enough but not enough that I want it to happen more okay but there's times when you wake up when I wake up with that warm lovely feeling and the everything just feels like it's falling into place and I maybe I had a pleasant dream usually that's what it is whatever dreams I had, I think probably, uh, you know, set you up for that sort of feeling in the morning. And other times you're like, I'll wake up and I'll just be a little anxiety ridden. And that has been a lot, I would say more this summer, but I've also had a very creative summer too. So I'm tan. Here we go. I'm I'm going off on. I'm digressing off of this. What do you consider a perfect day? But I would say the start of a perfect day is waking up with that warm, fuzzy feeling and a clear mind. That's a perfect start of my day. Now, a perfect day could be anything for me. I'm a nature girl. If you know, going on a hike, going camping, going fishing, spending time by the water, in the woods. Uh, berry picking, uh, any kind of like apple picking, making an event out of a day. I love long rides. I love day trips. They're perfect days to me. Like I love waking up early and going on like a, a long ride and discovering little towns and going for, you know, breakfast and lunch and dinner and like spending the whole day exploring a little town, the bookshops and the parks and you know, snacks. (laughs) This girl likes her snacks a lot. All right. Let's see here. What is next? Sorry, I lost my, my spot. Okay. Best way to ask a partner to explore your kinks and fetishes. Okay. I have something else written down that I can't read what it says. So best way to ask a partner to explore your kinks and fetishes. I think that if you're a sexual person, you're going to most likely fall into a sexual partner. Because I, I say that because that I've known people that are sexual people and their partners are not so sexual and it just doesn't balance out. I think sex is very important and I think you have to be on the same page. And it's something that should be communicated pretty much off the bat. Uh, But 
I think the best way to do something like that is not like, you know, over laundry or doing the dishes together. I think it's in the bedroom. I picture it sort of like maybe after sex or before sex and you're just kind of like laying there and like cuddling and doing things and just like, and then, you know, hmm, I was thinking I'd really like to try this. And how do you feel about this? Or I saw this thing and it looked really cool. Would you ever be into something like that? I think um, when you're more intimate and vulnerable in a situation like that, together is a great way to explore things that are more intimate and fun, like kinks and fetishes. Because they're fun, you know? And if they're not into it, they're not into it. And I would not push it either. Because... A lot of times down the road, if they're not into it right away, I wouldn't worry about them never being into it. Sometimes it takes time for them to want to be open to something like that and just give it some time. If you love that person and they love you, I, I well, let me back that up. If you love that person, give it time. Give it time on this new fetish or kink that you're really into or want to try, give it time. And same thing, I think if, not that, oh, if they love you, they'll do that. That sounds really, really kind of weird for me to say it like that, but they may be open to doing that sometime and ask them what they want. So it can't be one-sided. Ask them what, what they would like in return. And that's, that's fun. That, yeah, there we go. Ask them what they want in return. Thank you. That was a really good uh, answer, Pepper. Okay. Let's see here. What did I write down here? I can barely read it. Oh, okay. How does OnlyFans affect your dating slash sex life? It doesn't. It do- I mean, it doesn't affect it. It doesn't change it. Uh, it might make it better because I have more confidence in my body and things like that. But from doing OnlyFans, it's very empowering for me. It's very, again, I do all of my own work. I do all of my own photography, my videography, everything is done by me. Um, but there's something very empowering to me about the process of it. And uh, I think it has given me more confidence in myself than I ever expected. You know, it was something sort of like, oh, let me try this. And I did. And then it turned into like something completely different. So it's kind of hard to explain. And it is something I would like to go in on uh, in another episode uh, down the road. My my whole OnlyFans venture. Because I think it's an important conversation to be had. Uh, But for me, it's empowering. And I... I'm more confident in myself and my body because of it. So it has actually not affected uh, anything in, in any sort of negative way for me. School slash college question mark. Okay, so 
this is my last question for the night. School slash college question mark. So I'll give you a little tidbit of information there. I Let's start with school in general. We'll just do a generalization on school and then we'll get into college. I went to Catholic school my entire life. It was um, a Catholic like elementary school up to eighth grade. And then I went to an all-girls Catholic high school. Um, and yes, yes, we wore the uniforms. We had the nuns. We had the whole nine yards. I appreciate. I put a lot of <laughs> like religious type memes on my kinky pH page that are twisted because I find it hysterical. I grew up Catholic, but that was like a psyop because it was really, we were all really witches in my family. <laughs> it was just, you know, like, it was like a, a, a like cover up. I, I swear just to do our uh, witch, my, my grandmothers to do their witchery. And I've learned, I learned a lot from them anyway. So yeah, Catholic school was interesting. Uh, it was, I was terribly shy. Uh, oh, I talked about this before. The red hair, I stuck out. It was annoying. I, I felt ugly as hell. It was horrible. Um, but there weren't, it wasn't a huge public school. So it's not like I was like terribly picked on. I was picked on mostly from family member, like cousins. I talked about that before too. But, um, High school was a different story because it was all girls. And that was better. And I actually loved my high school. I loved the not worrying about boys. I loved, I did wear a uniform my whole life. So I was already used to wearing the uniform. And it was a really great experience for me. Although I felt very sheltered. We all were very sheltered, you know. But we did do some crazy things in high school too. Uh, we can get into that another time. <laughs> I went to college and I went to school. I went to college for majored in art with the focus on painting and I minored in art history. And that is my school career. So, and I actually, did, I went to a Catholic college <laughs> So I'll just put that out there. You know, it's an interesting... Oh, I don't know if you can hear the dogs barking in the background. So sorry. Um, they want to put in their two cents as usual. So yeah, you know, I've I've had to really learn to try to um, uh, pull back on sharing too much information because it can be quite scary to be out there as someone said before, and try to remain as private and um, safe as possible. I've had to tailor myself and really try not to share so many specifics because I do have certain people that like really want to know specifically where I live and my exact location. And that's scary. So anyway, this was a short one tonight. I love Q and A's. I try to do them 
as much as I can. I haven't done one on Instagram in a while, but I thought it would be fun, like I said, to put that out there, that question. You guys certainly delivered. This is a fun way to approach it because you only have so much time to answer things on Instagram where here I can go on about certain questions and things like that. And I did a live, I think it was two weeks ago, and that was so much fun. I think I had like almost 2,000 of you guys randomly. It was a Friday night. I decided to do it. I was eating chocolate cake, and I was like, I'm going to go live. And it was so great to have all of you on there with me. So thank you all so much for your continued support and joining my lives and interacting with me. It really means a lot because it means that I'm not, everything I'm doing is not for, I'm I'm not just doing it to do it. Um, And I appreciate that more than you know. So with that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode and I will talk to you soon. And that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. It wouldn't have been possible without you, may I add. Again, I had a blast doing it. Go ahead and find me on Apple. Leave me a little five star if you can. If you want to leave a comment too. I love getting those. They just delight me through and through. I love how positive you guys are about it and your feedback and suggestions and what you want to hear next. Don't ever hesitate to reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram at Kinky Peach Podcast and also at Peppers a Peach as well. And again, love y'all. Oh, and don't forget, keep it kinky. Bye bye.